0: Thank you, God, for all the ways that you provide for us. We are in the state of Mississippi. Um, we took some weeks off of school, although we were not totally off, and we're never off of God. But we seem to have paired Bible reading with school. And um, I'd like to change that because we need to read the Bible every day regardless and... Um, it's the most blessed part of any day. So, guys, we're going to listen to the Holy Spirit and see what He wants us to pray about. Cade, you can start because you're on me. Here you go. Here you go. Thank you for, Thank you for the next Amen. Okay, that was like a, a prayer for eating. What does the Holy Spirit want us to pray about today? Uh, it. What, Lukey? Read it. Read it? Yes. Yeah go sit at the table, please. Okay. M- Micah, sit at the table, please. What? Sit at the table, please. I thought that was a pretty clear statement. Hopi, sit at the table, please. Hi, mommy. Luki, you too, at the table. Hi, mommy. Hi. Hi. Let's close our eyes and take a deep breath. Close your eyes and take a deep breath. Thank you, God. Ready? You. Thank you, Jesus. Me. Take a belly breath. Ready? Fill okay, your. Fill your belly like a balloon. Hope, are you breathing deeply? You're not where you belong. Lord, you're good. And in endless ways, we find that you're good. You're generous to us all the time. And you're gracious to us. And we need you, God. We need you to come intervene in our lives. We need you to set the tone for every day. We need our will to be bowed down to you, King Jesus. Thank you for the experience of knowing you. For making yourself accessible to us. For transforming us through the word which is living and active. Thank you, God, for the correction of needing more patience. And God, we do ask you for more patience. It's a fruit of the spirit. God, you taught me yesterday that you provide the environment for nurturing the seeds that are the fruits of the spirit. And um, you've provided an environment where um, patience can grow. It means so that there's room for patience and a lack of patience. And so, God, we ask you for help with patience. We seek that out with you, God. We want to sit at your feet and learn how to wait on you. God, we want to learn how to hear your voice and to be um, drawn closer to you in all your ways to not think our own thoughts, but to learn how to think your thoughts. We want to learn how to think of other people before ourselves, how to be selfless instead of selfish. God, I thank you for this little baby that you placed in our family. Thank you that he's growing strong and bigger every day. I thank you for Luke and how he's learning um, all of his language and learning about the world around him. I thank you for Hope, who's learning all her letters and how to um, read. I thank you for Cade who's growing every day in math and character and, and his fluency. We thank you, God, for Micah, who's learning. This is the season for stretching and for self-control. Thank you, Lord, that he's assimilating lessons from, um, the first several years of his life. He's now at a point where he can assimilate these lessons. And we thank you, God, that as parents we can admire, um, and be impressed with real depth in people, and not the superficial things. Thank you that you've given us uh, a purview to look for um, growth from the inside, and the the ability to um, test and approve our children. And their character, God. that You've given us the character. the vision to see our children from the character that you're developing in them from the inside. Thank you, Jesus, that you set our priorities. Um, that you help us to test and approve the things around us. Okay, bring this to Daddy because you're in my way. Can you hang that up on by the shower? Thank you. You help us test and approve the things around us, God. And you, you hold us near to you. You grow us, and you hold us, Lord Jesus. Now we, we do bring to your attention, um, Amy and her dad, and Kelly and her mom, and Kelly's dog Willow. Um, I bring to your attention, uh, Grandma, and my extended family, all my siblings, God. I ask that for for Ian's side of the family, too, that these are, um, we just bring their names to your ear. I ask Jesus that you keep whispering their names in the Father's ear, and that you send your spirit down to minister in their hearts. I ask that you soften them and bring salvation to them. I remember, too, Christine and Oshigan and the Mirjanians. These are people that are seeking real changes in health, God. And you're the miracle worker. You're the only one who can do it. I bring Kathy to your attention, God. You're the only one who can heal the sick and heal us of all our diseases. But we command, in the name of Jesus, healing in their bodies. Thank you, God. We bring Stinky to your attention. We command healing. In all these places, we ask for ourselves, for as parents, that our energy level would meet the need and the demands of this life, that we would be equipped and positioned to lead our children the way that we need to, to minister to people on the outside the way that we need to. We remember Cindy and um, the things that she needs and, and the losses she has lived through and the sadness and the sorrow that she's still dealing with. And God, I ask that you minister to her as well. And I ask that you would um, give us a heavenly perspective. That my children with prophetic insight would know the ways that you have called and equipped them. That they would speak truth into each other's lives. Lord Jesus, I ask that you make my children those that would speak truth into each other's lives and into the lives of those around them. I put the helmet of salvation on them. Um, I put the breastplate of righteousness on all of us and the helmet of salvation on all of us. And God, we, we ask you to really gird us with the belt of truth and put the sword of the spirit in one hand and the shield of faith in another so we can walk in shoes of peace. Because God, your word says that peace guards our hearts and our minds. And so I ask for the guarding of our hearts and our minds because we know these things can be vulnerable, God. I ask that my children would always know the truth, that when the world presents lies to them, that you have positioned my children to adhere themselves to the truth, that they would make a choice in their will, that they say, no, I stand with the truth alone. And God, I know that the truth comes at a cost. There's a price for following the truth. And I ask that you help my children um, to be strong in the face of adversity and us to be strong in the face of adversity. God, we look to you for answers of the future. And we wait patiently in front of you for you to discern those answers for us. I ask that you raise the level of discernment of all the members of my family. Um, I ask that you would help us know how big and powerful you are. God, so that our our trust in you can increase as well. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, that we can come to you and we can talk to you. And I ask that you help increase our listening most of all so we can hear what you say, so we can repeat it, and so we can um, be a partner with you, a real partner with you that's alive and active and useful to you. We thank you, Jesus, for Kathy. I command healing in Kathy's body. We just command children to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. We plead the blood of Jesus over her. God, I know that the Kalanchers have this uh, court case coming up. And, God, you've, you've spoken about what you're doing with them. You said that they're not fighting this alone, that you're fighting that battle for them. So, God, I, I, um, I ask that you would make yourself clear to them and that you give them peace as they're walking through this. Um, we know that the, the courts did not open up help to them. God, I ask that you would provide answers through HSLDA or that you would um, help the courts to make room for them and answer them. God, and I pray mercy on the neighbor that is causing this trouble. We ask for help for that neighbor, God, that um, the neighbor would come to know you and come be softened by you and come be actually rescued by you, God. You can do a correcting work in all of us. And I ask for full healing in the relationship that I'm thinking of right now that you know about, that there would be no division and you would correct the cause of you would pull out the root of rejection and abandonment and bitterness. I thank you, Jesus. Um, thank you for the word that you gave Lydia yesterday. We ask that you would give our children a, a greater seeking of you. I thank you, Jesus, and I ask that you would help um, our friendships to Bless our time in Mississippi. We pray for the governor of Mississippi and its leadership team that um, there would be revival in this land. We pray for the Carters, and I thank you, and I ask that you bless their week as well. God, I ask that we would see miracles happen this week while we're here, and you would make this week fruitful. Give us eyes for this day and this hour that we can stay on task. Okay. We're going to do Season 3, Episode 25, and that means we're going to learn from Jesus through Ezekiel 34, Matthew 15, and Psalm 121. I'm going to start with Psalm 121. Psalm 121. Psalm 121. Okay, and I don't want King James today. I want the New Living Okay, this is a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. Hmm. Okay, it says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps who's squeaking on the floor it's not really respectful i wonder if you can change it i didn't hear an answer okay thank you the lord himself good luke watches over you the lord stands beside you as your protective shade thank you jesus the sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night the Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and, and forever. And Amen. Okay. This is a good verse for my friend. Okay. And I'm going to send it to my friend. I'm thinking of two friends. One is, this would be good encouragement for Merjanians and actually also the Kalantros. Why is the person filing a lawsuit? I think they believe they were wrong. Uh, 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 uh. The person uh, is uh, 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 uh. The I don't know. What? Ah! Ah! ah. <laughs> hmm. How do we do this? From WhatsApp? Do I open WhatsApp? <laughs> Settings. Oh my linked. Going back? Back? Honestly, a penis peak. A penis peak. Yeah. That's not really nice Micah Hey, stop talking like that okay. I'm talking to him only okay. kid, Micah I don't need that Have some watermelon Hey, okay. okay, do you think of this? With this the yeah. Okay, so <gasps> that was good, okay. Now but I've I sent think it, think it to them. You know, I was listening to uh, teaching yesterday by pastor that i respect um and he said some people are so rooted in the word that when you ask them for their advice they just quote scripture to you and he said sometimes he used to get frustrated by that but they're just they're overflowing with scripture and i pray that our family would be like that that we would have so much of god's word in us that we would say as an answer here's what god says when people ask us questions Okay, Matthew 15, Jesus teaches about inner purity. Are you guys listening or talking to yourselves? Okay, what about other people? Are you listening or Hope's listening? Good. Me. Oh, good. Oh, good. Okay, good. And Baby says, me, I'm listening. But when we talk about other things, we know we're not listening. I'm listening, Good. Alright, Jesus teaches about inner purity. Holy Spirit, teach us. Translate this teaching to us. Help us understand it. Open our eyes and ears and what we don't understand. Help us understand. And Lord God, would you um, help us with our finances too? I just, uh, I see this thing of money pouring out. We ask you to pour the money back in. And Lord God, we also petition you for a home. Okay, Matthew 15. Jesus teaches about inner purity. Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, why do your disciples disobey our age-old tradition? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand-washing before they eat. That's the, that's the What's the problem? It's a tradition. It's a tradition. Some... It's, it's a tradition. It's what? They take it too seriously. Yeah. They take it too It's ceremonial hand washing. You only do it in a ceremony. No, the problem is not that they take it too seriously. You'll you'll hear about what Jesus says. Jesus said, and Why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? For instance, God says, Honor your mother and father either your father and mother and anyone anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death but you say it is all right for people to say to their parents sorry I can't help you for I vowed to give to God what I would have given to you in this way you say they don't need to honor their parents and so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition you hypocrites Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. Listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You're defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Then the disciples came to him and asked, Do you realize you offended the Pharisees by what you said? Jesus replied, Every plant not planted by my heavenly Father will be uprooted, so ignore them. They're blind guides leading the blind, and if no, if one person guides another, they will both fall into a ditch. Then Peter said to Jesus, Explain to us the parable that says people aren't defiled by what they eat. Don't you understand yet? Jesus asked. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. So, what is Jesus saying? It's what comes out of God rather That is what comes in the all. Yeah. Very good. But what goes in can affect what comes out. But that's good, Micah. <laughs> then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading... Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She's bothering us with all her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshipped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, that's true, Lord, but even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. Dear woman, he said to her, your faith is great, your request is granted, and her daughter was instantly healed. I'm just really understanding this passage right now, that... When the woman came and asked Jesus for something that he would want to help you, that's not nice. He would want to help her with, which is healing her daughter, that at first he didn't answer. And then his second answer was um, that he said, why only help God's lost sheep, the Israelites? And then she pleaded and she worshipped him. She asked three times before he answered favorably. And when she did, what did he do? Well, actually, he said, uh, I don't think so. He kind of called her a dog. He said, It's not right to take food from the children of Israel and toss it to the dogs. He kind of implied that she was a dog. And she, this was even after she worshiped him. And then she said, in observation, even the dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath the master's table. And then he gave her the favorable answer. She went to him four times. And her daughter was healed instantly right away. But in her mind, was her daughter healed instantly? She had to beg him and worship him and... and come back again. Sometimes that's what happens with us. We've got to, sometimes we don't hear Jesus' answer right away.
1: All right, now we're going
0: to hear about how Jesus returns to the Sea of Galilee. He climbed a hill and sat down. A vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others. They laid them before Jesus, and he healed them all. The crowd was amazed. Those who hadn't been able to speak were talking. The crippled were made well. The lame were walking, and the blind could see again, and they praised the God of Israel. Now you're going to hear about the miracle when Jesus feeds 4,000. Then Jesus called his disciples and told them, I feel sorry for these people. They've been here with me for three days. They have nothing left to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry or they'll faint along the way. (laughs) Now, I wonder what's going on in the minds of the people. I wonder if they expect, oh, he's Jesus. He'll feed us. Remember, he fed 5,000 people the other day. He'll feed us. We've been here for three days. He'll have compassion on us. I wonder if some of those people might have been praying, God, we want to stay with Jesus, but we don't have food. Will you feed us? I wonder what was happening behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. The disciples replied. Now, here's the disciples that were with Jesus before. They already saw Jesus feed the crowd with um, not enough food. They saw that that happened once. And here's the disciples. You know what they said? Uh where would we get enough food here in a wilderness for such a crowd and Jesus asked how much bread do you have they replied seven loaves and a few small fish so Jesus told all the people to sit on the ground then he took the seven loaves and the fish He thanked God for them and broke them into pieces he gave them to the disciples who distributed food to the crowd and they ate as much as they wanted and afterward, the disciples picked up seven large basketfuls of leftover food. There were 4,000 men who were fed that day in addition to all the women and the children. And then Jesus sent the people home again. And he got into a boat and crossed over to the region of Magadan. Which, I don't know where Magadan is. Mommy, what that mean? Magadan. Jesus Mommy? fed all the people and he did a miracle. Thank you, Jesus. I got me. Whoa. Don't stand on the cup, please. Yeah. Ezekiel 34. Pick up. Pick up the cup, please. All right. Come put it here. The shepherds of Israel. All right, this is Ezekiel. He's still talking um, to the people. It says, Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds... They called the le- leaders of Israel the shepherds. He said, Prophesy against the shepherds, the leaders of Israel. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. What sorrow awaits you, shepherds, who feed yourselves instead of your flocks? I'll just wait till you guys are done talking. I'm not talking. You have to sit at the table. Go to the table.
1: Luke, sit at doobies. the table.
0: Well, I want to pet Jubilee. Well, then you can have a spanking for not obeying. Okay, thanks for being quiet. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds, the leaders of Israel. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. What sorrow awaits you shepherds who feed yourselves instead of your flocks? Shouldn't shepherds feed their sheep? You drink the milk, wear the wool, and butcher the best animals, but you let your flocks starve. You've not taken care of the weak. You've not tended the sick or bound up the injured. You've not gone looking for those who've wandered away and are lost. Instead, you've ruled them with harshness and cruelty. So my sheep have been scattered without a shepherd. And they're easy prey for any wild animal. They've wandered through all the mountains and all the hills. Across the face of the earth, yet no one has gone to search for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, you abandoned my flock... And let them be attacked by every wild animal. And though you were my shepherds, you didn't search for my sheep when they were lost. You took care of yourselves and left the sheep to starve. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I now consider these shepherds my enemies, and I will hold them responsible for what has happened to my flock. I will take away their right to feed the flock, and I will stop them from feeding themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths. The sheep will no longer be their prey. This is sad. This is what happens with pastors that are not doing their job correctly. This is what happens to them. All right. Now we're going to hear about the Good Shepherd and then the Lord's covenant of peace. For this is what the sovereign Lord says I will, I myself will search and find my sheep. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. I will find my sheep and rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on that dark and cloudy day. I will bring them back home to their own land of Israel from among the peoples and nations. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and by the rivers. You're so cute. Um, and in all the places where people live. Yes, I will give them you are so cute, good pasture land on the high hills of Israel There they will lie down in pleasant places and feed in the lush pastures of the hills. I myself will tend my sheep and give them a place to lie down, says the sovereign Lord. I will search for my lost ones who strayed away, and I will bring them safely home. I will bandage the injured and strengthen the weak. But I will destroy those who are fat and powerful. I will feed them, yes, feed them justice. And as for you, my flock, this is what the Sovereign Lord says to his people. I will judge between one animal of the flock and another, separating the sheep from the goats. Isn't it enough for you to keep the best of the pastures for yourselves? Must you also trample down the rest? Isn't it enough for you to drink clear water for yourselves? Must you also muddy the rest with your feet? Why must my flock eat what you have trampled down and drink, water you fouled? Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will surely judge between the fat sheep and the scrawny sheep. For you, fat sheep, have pushed and budded and crowded my sick and hungry flock until you scattered them to distant lands. So I will rescue my flock, and they will no longer be abused. I will judge between one animal of the flock and another. I will set over them one shepherd, my servant David. He will feed them and be a shepherd to them. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be a prince among my people. I, the Lord, have spoken. Okay, now this is the Lord's covenant of peace. I will make a covenant of peace with my people and drive away the dangerous animals from the land. Then they will be able to camp safely in the wildest places and sleep in the woods without fear. I will bless my people and their homes around my holy hill. And in the proper season, I will send the showers they need. There will be showers of blessing. This verse is for us right now. I'll read it again. Then they will be able to camp safely in the wildest places and sleep in the woods without fear. I will bless my people and their homes around my holy hill. And in the proper season, I will send the showers they need. There will be showers of blessing. The orchards and fields of my people will yield bumper crops, and everyone will live in safety. When I have broken their chains of slavery... And rescued them from those who enslaved them. Then they will know that I am the Lord. They will no longer be prey for other nations. And wild animals will no longer devour them. They will live in safety and no one will frighten them. And I will make their land famous for its crops. Oops. So my people will never again suffer from famines or the insults of foreign nations. In this way they will know that I, the Lord their God, am with them. And they... They will know that they, the people of Israel, are my people, says the sovereign Lord. You are my flock, the sheep of my pasture. You are my people, and I am your God. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. That's such a beautiful passage. I love this. Thank you, Jesus. share yeah. uh-huh. I mean literally like really this okay share to let's open this I'm going to make that our um, memory verse Ezekiel what Ezekiel 34, 25 to 26. Okay, you guys repeat after me. Okay. I, will make a of peace I will make a covenant of peace with my people with my and drive away, drive away. The, dangerous the, the dangerous animals from the land. Then they will be able to camp safely In the wildest places. places. And sleep in the woods without fear. 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 I will bless my people and their homes. homes. Around my holy hill. hill. And in the proper season. season, I will send the showers they need. they need. They They will be showers of blessing. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, God. Alright, you guys get a little break. Good job. Okay. No, you want to go to right now, Michael? That's what I was planning. No, Luke, you can go potty. Can you unbuckle him, please? Okay.